My friends in Christ, there is great comfort in Jesus' little parable of the vine and the branches. Great comfort, but also great challenge. The comfort comes from knowing how very close we are to Jesus and he to us. And close doesn't really say it. Jesus tells us that we are as much a part of him as the branches on a vine. We live because of him. St. Paul was not in any sense exaggerating when he wrote to the Galatians, I live now, not I, but Christ lives within me. There's great mystery here, enough for a whole lifetime. We can never plumb that mystery. There is great, great mystery and there is great comfort. The 16th century Spanish mystic, St. Teresa of Avila, Carmelite nun, knew this comfort intimately in the profound union with God that she experienced in prayer. In order to see Christ and to take delight in him, she once wrote, we have no need to go to heaven. We need no wings to go in search of him, but have only to find a place where we can be alone with him and look upon him dwelling within us. St. Teresa of Avila knew with mystical certitude the meaning of, I am the vine, you are the branches. There was great comfort in that for her, I'm sure, as there should be for us, and great challenge. The challenge comes when we reflect on the way a vine grows. A vine grows only with careful cultivation, and it grows only with pruning, frequent pruning. And pruning is painful. St. Teresa discovered that in the long, agonizing loneliness of her dark night of the soul, when God seemed infinitely distant from her, way beyond her reach. Pruning as a prerequisite for growth is a theme that runs all through the story of God's dealings with the human family. Think, for instance, going way back to the beginning, think of Adam and Eve leaving paradise their pruning, of Abraham leaving his homeland and later letting go of the son that God had promised him. Think of the chosen people leaving behind their secure, if not very happy, situation in Egypt. And of course, think of the divine word of God, letting go equality with God in order to come and live with us, to become one of us. And when he did come among us, Jesus preached a gospel that was good news, but it was also a gospel of painful pruning. The gospel of the seed that must be planted in the seed, in the ground rather, and die before anything could grow. The gospel of leaving all behind and following. The gospel of not my will, but yours be done. We know all this, my friends, but we tend to resist it. I know I do. I am reminded of what a f the friend and spiritual mentor of Thomas Merton, the great 20th century Trappist monk and spiritual writer, told him during a particularly difficult time in Merton's life. He said to him, nothing is too hard if it brings you to God. Nothing is too hard if it brings you to God. Merton remembered those words all his life long but how he had to fight 
in order to believe them. And so must we, especially in moments of disillusionment and doubt, when hope is hard to hold on to and darkness eclipses light. And sometimes all Jesus says to us is, I am the vine, you are the branches. Every branch that bears fruit, my Father prunes to make it bear more fruit. I am the vine, you are the branches. Remain in me as I remain in you. I don't know if you noticed, but that word remain appeared again and again in today's gospel reading, fully eight times to be exact. And it also appeared two times in the letter from John the Apostle. It is the key to everything. Our remaining in him and his remaining in us is our comfort and our strength, our very life, as we meet whatever challenges life brings our way. No wonder Jesus says to us, apart from me, you can do nothing. And that means, of course, that means that with him, there is no limit to what we can do. Let me conclude with some words of St. John Henry Newman, the brilliant 19th century theologian, literary giant, preacher, convert from Anglicanism to Catholicism. If you know any of Cardinal Newman's story, you know that his life was a living embodiment of the parable of the vine and the branches. Challenge and comfort were in constant interplay in Newman's life. Although challenge in the form of rejection and misunderstanding on the part of the very church he loved and served often had the upper hand in Newman's life. Nonetheless, Newman was able to write this. Let us put ourselves into God's hands and not be startled though God leads us by a strange way. Let us be sure God will lead us right, that he will bring us to that which is not indeed what we think best, nor what is best for another, but what is best for us. My friends, as we go now to the altar with all our struggles, questions, and uncertainties, also though our hopes and our joys, may we draw comfort and experience deep union with Jesus who remains in us and we in him.